E3 2021 happened. Let's let's break it down. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Making Fun Podcast. My name is Casey Johnson, and alongside me, as always, except for last week, my best friend, my favorite burb, and at Ravy Baby TV, Raven Stadmiller. Hey, 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 Casey. What's up? Well, Raven, we took a week off to uh, to digest. There was a lot to digest, I think. There was a lot to digest. Because E3 2021 exists. Supposedly. Yeah. Theoretically, um, it existed. And it happened. You know, I, I feel like an idiot. Kind of because... We did a lot of predictions. <laughs> we did a lot of predictions on stuff that just turned out to be... A replay of a trailer from earlier in the week. Um, yeah, I was surprised with how correct we totally weren't. It it was, you know, we we expected good, and we can't we can't be faulted, right? For we having expect- expectations. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> damn us for having them, I guess, but. Right. And like, I'm not going to say that this was the worst E3 ever. Oh, dear God, no. But there are some comments that I have that I don't know if I want to bring it up now or later. Because it kind of summarizes my whole feeling about the show. Um, It was like the mediocreist. Yeah. It was like the below averagest. You know, it, it wasn't... A lot of people are saying the the worst ever, and I'm like, you didn't live through the connect. Shut up. You're 10. <laughs> like, this wasn't Wii Music. Nope. This wasn't Peggle 2! Like, this wasn't that. Peggle 2, though? <laughs> Let's talk about that. No. Um... <laughs> This wasn't some of the Konami disasters we've had. But nevertheless, this was not great. No. Not not like a, th- there were some really good big hitters. Mm-hmm. One or two each show out of the four important ones. Yeah, so okay. Um let <laughs> let me just <laughs> God. Um Hey, hey now, hey now, five five important ones. Oh, you're right. How could I forget um, about the Amico? <laughs> no, Amico, no, 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 sorry. No, five, five uh, are you're forgetting Summer Game Fest, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I There's did one important game. <laughs> <laughs> There's an important game in there for some people. I, I do think oh, it is. There, there are multiple <laughs> important games oh, yeah. there that I want to talk about, but um. Okay, so before we get to that, I want to do a truncated version of what we've been playing. Okay. 
It's been um, a while. Because, Raven, I can't wait until next week to talk about this. So I'm talking about it because I'm hosting the show. <laughs> I picked up a little game. Okay. Called Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Ooh. 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 How you And here's it? what I have to say. Yeah. Raven, it would be a hard sell for you to convince me that Insomniac isn't the best developer in the world right now. I can only think of two studios off the top of my head that would rival them. Mm-hmm. One of those is Naughty Dog. Because they're just continually churning out excellence. Mm-hmm. And one of those is um, Nintendo A&E. Nintendo's in-house. Mm-hmm. But here, here's the thing about both of those. Is that Naughty Dog turns out one masterpiece every four or five years. Mm-hmm. And the Nintendo sort of, and now this is not necessarily to their fault, but they got a lot of those same systems that they use just constantly. And not only that, it's easy for them to iterate on their excellence with more excellence. It just is. Right. Insomniac. You're known for Ratchet and Clank, right? Yeah. It's like they're and then, the, the one. Yeah. And then it's like, oh my God, we're doing Sunset Overdrive and it's an Xbox exclusive. Mm. And Sunset Overdrive is pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. And then they go quiet and everybody's like, ooh, what's happening? And then they turn out Spider-Man. And it's like, okay, so obviously you guys are working on Spider-Man 2 now, right? Well, we're working on Spider-Man Miles Morales. It's kind of a half step. Okay, that's fair. Oh, and we're doing Ratchet and Clank. What? Oh, yeah, we're rebooting it. What? It's like the Vince McMahon meme where he just progressively gets more excited. Exactly. Also, are you impressed with that name drop? I feel like I messed it up. Oh, yeah. No, you did great. Oh, yes. But it does. It just genuinely, it's like, all right, cool. We got, they, they also released the Ratchet and Clank game that was the tie-in with the movie, right? There wasn't an outside studio doing that one? The 2016 uh, correct. one? correct. I, I believe that was developed by them, yeah. So they did 2016, everybody's like, all right, cool. Yeah, great. And everybody's so like, Spider-Man. It's like, five Whoa. years, they've released four absolute bangers. Mm-hmm. Of course, the, the story on the... The Ratchet and Clank game that followed along with the movie wasn't great, but it had to follow along with the movie, so you get a pass on that. Right. Had to follow along with the movie, which followed along with the game, which was still something. Cool idea. Right. Bad in practice. Anyway. Yeah. Insomniac's just doing great work. I mean, I'm happy to hear, though, that you're having fun with Rift Apart. Is it as fluid as the it looks? All that a game you- can run in such a rock-solid way on a home <laughs> console. The fact that a game can look this good, period, mm-hmm. 
Because, okay, here's the thing is that a lot of we, you know, Raven, we heard a lot at this E3, which we're going to get into about photogrammetry. <laughs> <laughs> if I have to hear the word photogrammetry one more time, and granted, it's it's turning out a lot of stuff, like a lot of really good stuff. So I'm not belittling photogrammetry for that. But it's the new teraflops. The fact that you can make something that is in that cartoony style mm-hmm. looks so good. It's one of, if not the prettiest game I've ever played. It's definitely the most visually impressive game I've ever played. And the movement is so good. And the story is so thoughtful. And actually the story deals with... And I I know this is going to come out of left field because it's a Ratchet and Clank game. But the story deals with mental health issues and self-worth in one of the most beautiful and elegant ways that I've ever seen in a game. (laughs) The new characters, the old characters, it's an absolute masterpiece of a game. Um, And before we went any farther, I just wanted to say this is easily the best game I've played all year. Oh, wow. And I'm I'm not even done with it. Wow. So, if Every- anybody out there is thinking about picking it up and hasn't yet, do that. Mm-hmm. If you can. <laughs> if you ha- if you are lucky enough to have a PS5. Right. Uh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've been meaning to get it. I just... There's so many other games on my list, dude. It's not even funny. Um, but it is definitely one I'm looking forward to being able to pick up, probably... Every year around Christmas, whenever I buy all of the tech stuff for my family for Christmas or whatever, I also just go ahead and buy a couple of games that are a little bit on sale because of the holidays. Um, not thinking that that one will be on sale, but I am going to end up picking that one up, if that makes sense. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I have a couple other games getting announced at E3 this year that I'm also probably going to pick up. Speaking of which, E3 2021 happened. Mm-hmm. And oh boy, we think. Um, so here's what I'm going to say. All right, the it's funny because roles kind of reversed in practice. Mm-hmm. Because I have the difficult task of putting together all of the third party predictions. It was by far harder than first party. Mm -hmm. And then the first party turned out to be the only thing that mattered. So it's weird because (laughs) we were so off base Mm -hmm. in just our expectations as to what. (sighs) Yeah, I the following studios and or publishers are all studios that we talked about two weeks ago, made predictions for, spent time postulating on, held a conference, and did nothing. 
And when I say nothing, I mean not even worth mentioning. Yeah. When I say nothing, I mean nothing. nothing. When I say nothing, I mean in most cases, it was a replay of a trailer that happened at Summer Game Fest or at Microsoft. So, the following is our Hall of Shame. Gearbox. 24 Entertainment. Warner Brothers. Verizon. Take-Two. Mythical Games. Freedom Games. Capcom. Razer. And Bandai Namco. Some of these companies are very well known in the industry, such as Bandai Namco, who announced and one Verizon. game. <laughs> I didn't even know Verizon was there. That's the funniest part to me. Oh, dude, it was terrible. It was 25 minutes of them talking about 5G. <laughs> and just how, like, we're gamers, too, and 5G help gamer do thing. Oh, my God. Uh, but Bandai, I'm pretty sure, had a 45-minute thing for one game. If I remember reading correctly, they it was like 45 minutes of one game. Everybody's like, cool. Pretty much. Cool. Sure. And then meanwhile, I don't get my Digimon. It was Digimon a game that game. was already shown, too. Yeah. And here I am just waiting yeah. for Digimon Survive. Nothing. <sighs> but yeah, so that leaves us... You locked out 90% of who presented this weekend. That leaves us yeah. with Xbox, Microsoft, and Summer's Games Fest? Okay, well, you said Microsoft twice, so I'm just going to do this part. <laughs> I said... I said... I meant to say Nintendo. You, you said Xbox, Microsoft, and Summer Game Fest. Xbox, Nintendo, and Summer Games Fest. My apologies. That leaves us with Summer Game Fest, Ubisoft, Square Enix, Microsoft, and Nintendo. With a special shout out to our friends at Intellivision, and we'll get to that later. <laughs> oh, good lord. You know what? Screw it. We're getting to that right now. Yeah, let's just start I, off big. Let's I can't. Big. Oh, my God. Intellivision is releasing a console, if you can call it that, called the Intellivision Amico. Um, Amico. Now, if, if you. If you played Assassin's Creed 2, you know Amico is for uh, is Italian for friend, uh, which you don't have any of if you're considering purchasing a te- in television Amico. Um, this was an interesting case for me, Raven, because and I, and I have I have thoughts about this. So s- settle in because I'm settled. I'm I'm going to give you an opportunity here at the end here, but I've got a lot of notes. Let me just oh, run for down sure, please. their entire... Now, by the way, this all happens in nine minutes, okay? Their yeah, CEO this is a, is a gentleman... Trailer. Yeah, their CEO is a gentleman by the name of Tommy Tallarico. Now, he holds the Guinness World Record for the most games any one person has worked on. Yeah. He touts that he has worked on some of the best games ever made including aladdin earthworm jim guitar hero tony hawk pro skater metroid prime and roblox let's talk about that okay some of those games are very very good games guitar hero is great the tony hawk pro series skater tony hawk pro skater series is great metroid prime is a phenomenal game uh, i'm pretty sure he specifically any of them 
are among the greatest games ever made, necessarily. Oh, I, I would I would argue Guitar Hero is. No, for, like, its cultural impact, but not for, like, the actual gameplay. Um, okay, cool. But, I'll give him that one. None of the other ones. You're right. I think they're all phenomenal games, but I don't think they're among the best. I think you're right. Uh, I also want to note that he specifically said that he made the Roblox oof sound. That that was his contribution. One of his many contributions to Roblox was the oof sound. Now, that's the funny thing is because I'm glad you talked about the fact that he's the guy who did the oof sound. That's what this presentation is. is a big old Roblox oof sound. What capacity it was in which he worked on all of these games. What's that? He's a sound engineer. (laughs) Now, keep in mind, the guy who just laughed at this holds a degree in that. (laughs) (laughs) Hold a degree in game design. My focus is in sound sound work, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Now, why is that funny, Raven? (laughs) So... Sound engineers very rarely, if ever, are hired directly by a game studio. They're primarily hired. They're primarily hired by outside companies who are then contracted by game studios. So he never worked for the people who made Aladdin. He never worked for people who made Earthworm Jim. Uh, he worked more than likely worked as a contractor. In the earlier days, he might have worked on team, but like for Retro- Metroid Prime, I doubt he worked for. Um, Oh god, I'm not I'm spacing on their name right now. Not Retro. The he didn't work for the developer of Metroid Prime. Uh he didn't work for them. He just kind of worked as a secondary to it, but said that he worked mm-hmm. for them. Which he worked on them, but he didn't work for them, if that makes sense. Now let's go back to earlier when we talked about the fact that the one game that we'll give him is Guitar Hero. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. You did sound on the game that was good because it was sound. <laughs> How much sound? Awesome. There was not a lot of sound design either in Guitar Hero, which sounds crazy, right? But a lot of Guitar right. Hero is the songs. It's the sound the design, tracks. yeah. It's it's like they had to work with the songs to be able to add a whammy bar like thing in there, but that's more that's an engineering part. And then there's the sound effects moving around within the menus. That's like pretty much it. He, like, recorded some sour notes, and now he's like, oh, I worked on Guitar Hero. (laughs) So, anyway, Tommy comes in with some pretty serious back-in-my-day energy. (laughs) He comes in... We played games for fun, not to play games. We didn't play games. We played games at our friends' houses. How dare you not play games at your friends' houses no more? Because we're in a global pandemic, Tommy. Yeah, Tommy, leave <laughs> the room, please, for the love of God. So, And he's like, we're releasing the Intellivision Amico. Anyway, it runs off of a potato. <laughs> <laughs> so here's something I don't know if they ever, like... So the Amico is basically a box and on the top of the box is a charging dock for your two controllers oh we're getting there buddy okay okay i was about to bring it up just to like have it but i'm glad that we're getting there so i'll I'll let you continue so anyway the controller is an ipod classic (laughs) (laughs) it is it's just an ipod classic With with a very, I will give them credit. It's a high de- like a high color touchscreen, which I wasn't expecting for like a controller. 
but also it's really all it's got going for it, and it's probably like half of the price. Um, <laughs> also, he says, I'm not going to impress you with specs. Okay, cool. So no third party is ever going to support this console. Great. Yeah. I need to know what first party games you're bringing to this console. Oh, Farkle. (laughs) (laughs) Farkle's like kind of just, just kind of Yahtzee, right? So he's like, oh, we got haptic feedback in the controller. Okay, cool. It's an N64. Uh, and the the controller and he's like oh most directional pads only have four uh or eight directions we have 64 oh cool so So it's a joystick still not a joystick got it (laughs) it's like that idea where you take a square and you're like how many sides do i have to add to this until it's a circle the number of times raven and when I sent you this before you watched it, I'm sure that you thought I was exaggerating a little bit. But the number of times that he touted Cornhole <laughs> on their system, which, by the way, is one of six pack-in games. Farkle and Cornhole are both pack-in games for the console. Every game that I saw is here's part of the issue is these are new versions of classic games basically yeah as of right now they're trying to appeal to an older audience and are trying to release remasters of old hits from Intellivision and Atari which is the, the big seller at the very end yeah and these games are too, you know, if you were doing stuff like this for NES games, cool. Yeah. But to to use even, because a lot of people still don't even know Intellivision exists, sadly. So let's use more terms that, like, more people would know. You don't just remaster an Atari 2600 game. No. Because those games are too archaic for you to just update the graphics and be like, you can shoot stuff. Mm -hmm. And he's touting all of this stuff. We don't allow any in-game loot. No microtransactions of any kind. What would I buy in Shark Shark? Furthermore, the the style of these games are so archaic, there are better versions of every single game I saw, either on mobile for free, or, you know, buying the board game at Walmart. So, they've got licenses with Sesame Street and Care Bears. God. Sesame Street and Care Bears. I think there are some other ones on there as well, but those are the two big ones. Also, they they do have a licensing agreement with the MLB, which I'm fascinated by. Yeah, that was the big one I remembered. They have they have sports games on there. Uh, they have the MLB, and I saw a soccer game. I don't know if they're associated with um, the soccer people at all. 
Well, the soccer people is a very difficult term to nail down, unfortunately. But, um, so one of the things that he touted was, and I I assume it's not this simple, but I shudder to think if it is this simple because he's like, this is going to excite all of you. If you take your controller over to your friend's house, you take all of your games and your saves with it in the controller. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of things about that. <clears throat> Number one, who the hell else in my neighborhood is going to buy one of these? <laughs> I, I, okay, so we're being a bit harsh. I will say, on like a paper level and like on as like a thought exercise and as an idea, I think that's a really smart idea. A lot of people in the world are like, I don't want to have to buy new games or it's like, this is a game, the thing that doesn't have any discs. How am I supposed to play games with my friends? Yada, yada, yada. So just taking, picking up your controller that has a touchscreen and just taking it with you to having all of your games and your saves is like pretty nice. I, I, I will say. Okay. Um, thank you for that. Raven. Anyway, what if I lose my controller? <laughs> Uh, I don't know, man. You're SOL. <laughs> no, I, like I said, I know for, I hoped for the love of God, it's not that simple. But what if it is? This seems like the kind of thing, knowing that what I know of this company from the last seven minutes. Um, okay. So basically speaking, this is a plug and play. Yes. Except you have to buy all of the games for it. Oh, except Cornhole, thank God. And Farkle. Don't forget Farkle. <laughs> and, and Farkle, man. And then um, he's like, "Yeah, we're rebooting the original Earthworm Jim, and Maybe. we have the original team working on it. And Maybe. I think to myself, is the original team the people that we want? <laughs> for Earthworm <laughs> In Jim. 2021, like, Number one, what new ideas do you have for Earthworm Jim? Number two, what kind of computers do you have at home? He says, we don't view any other companies as competition. Well, good. <laughs> I'm glad that you don't. You're not. Because they don't view you at all. He says, we view ourselves as complimentary. But here's my question, Raven. What are they complimenting? Are they complimenting the console industry? Because no. Because they aren't any form of a... Like, okay, I think about the WWE versus, like, AEW thing. AEW is not trying to be... A competitor to WWE. They're not trying to put WWE out of business. They're just a viable alternative. Mm-hmm. And television is not a viable alternative. Mm-mm. It's just not. You, you're you not gonna... Farkle's not a system seller. I'm sorry. Then you think, okay, well, if you're not competing against or if you're not complimenting if you're not being a viable alternative for the the market of other consoles. What what game did they say, like I said, that's not available either A, as a board game for $20, which, for the love of God, if they make some of these $50 titles, I'm going to pull my eyes out. I think they but, said 
up to 9.99 for the digital games. I think that that was their cap. I th- I remember seeing that in the trailer. I believe. I could be mistaken. Well, I I hope to god that's the case. I'm going to you have to think okay, if you Okay, let's say 9 9.99 price point then. So then you're competing with mobile games and mo- most like a lot of mobile games are free. And they are already evolutions of your games. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Who knows? I think that this was one meeting that was like, ooh, this is a cool idea. Mm-hmm. And then somebody screwed up and made it. This is a master class. An absolute doctorate level master class in making sure that your console does not succeed. And I'm gonna buy one. I knew you were. I I don't know. I think I think the idea is sound, and I think the technology is neat. I think it provides a lot of little plug-and-play titles that are like, you know, 10 bucks a piece or whatever, maybe 5 bucks, whatever, that you can buy for your kids. Right. This isn't a console. I'm going to get home like, oh, I can't wait to go home and play my Amico, play some Shark Shark for the for the night. You know, really, really love the story in Shark Shark. But I think if, you're, if you have, like, a family and your kids are wanting to play games together, this seems theoretically pretty easy to just pick up a controller and play with your kids right then you can disappoint your kids by getting <laughs> them an intellivision and me okay that no that i mean that's what it comes down to right mm-hmm. as you're like oh i want to get something for the kids Ooh, i grew up with an intellivision let's make them hate me yeah dad can i have a ps5 no we have a ps5 at home <laughs> can i have a new game a console? ps5 at home <laughs> So, so Casey, I took the liberty while you were going on a rant a minute ago to look up the price that they're that these are going for on pre-order on GameStop. Yeah. How much do you think you can buy an Amico for? How much? Well, do you I think believe the I believe the purple edition is three ninety nine, but they're two fifty normally. It's three two ninety nine and three fifty and two fifty. Okay. Yeah. So, as an introductory price point, that is, you know, half of the price of a PS five half of the price of an Xbox. This is this is the perfect equivalent to a plug and play because this is what your grandma's going to buy you because it's half the price and will provide the same level of entertainment, which is fun, you know? It's not providing the same level of entertainment, though. <laughs> <laughs> to her, it is, I, though, right? It's just a thing you plug in and it does the lights and it's like, ooh, fun game. I don't know. I, I remember back when I was getting my PlayStation 4 um, I wanted a PlayStation 4 for Christmas. My grandmother and my father went on an epic journey across time and many, many stores to get them. And my grandmother told me this story about how she was checking out with a PS4 and this other lady was checking off, checking out with a PS3. And she was talking about the fact that her kids wanted a PS4, but they're going to get a PS3. Mm-hmm. This is right when the PS4 launched. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, if that isn't a surefire way to make your kids despise you, I don't know what is. 
And we're talking about PlayStation 3, which has one of the deepest, most beautiful libraries of any game console ever made. The PS3 is an absolute gem. I walk through the PS3 section every day at work and I shake my head because there's so much good stuff on there. And that would be a disappointment. This is an Intellivision that plays the new Earthworm Jim. And Spades. And Farkle. Yeah. It, it, it's and inevitably Farkle. a disappointment. I'm interested to see... I, I'm excited for you to get one because I want to hear how mad you are once you spend money on it. Oh, yeah. We're doing a deep dive on that for sure. Graphite Black, Glacier White, or GameStop Exclusive Galaxy Purple. And that's the say, thing. Do I splurge for the Galaxy Purple? It's 50 bucks, dude. It's 50 bucks. Do you really want to put another $50 into this? Mm, how rare are these going to be when it, this inevitably mm, fails? That's my that's question. Tr- that's true. Is this an investment? No. Unless you hold on to it for 30 years. And even then, well, I don't really get rid of stuff. I that's, that's fair. That is fair. I don't fa- you it's a problem. My, my family is notorious about hoarding. I learned I got I came by it honest. Do whatever your heart says is best, Casey. I mean, E3 my heart- 2021 kicked off with <laughs> good. Oh, God, I've got nothing left, dude. I Okay, so Summer Game Fest 2021, the kickoff live event. Yes. Um, Jeff Keighley put, a, put a, about, about an hour 45, this thing went. And they started well, and they ended well, and let's talk about what happened in between. Okay. So... They kicked off in a really actually exciting way. I was sitting there with Nia and it was like, okay, Gearbox 2K. This is probably the Tiny Tina's Wonderlands thing. This is the this is the sp- spin-off of Borderlands. And it's like starring. I'm like, okay, starring. So they must have like a like a Laura Bailey or a Nolan North, like people who we know. Right. Starring. Andy Samberg. What? What? <laughs> Okay. Wanda Sykes. What? Will Arnett. Excuse me? <laughs> Are you... But uh, wait. <laughs> it's just... Why? Now, Holy shit. Zach at work, after that announcement, just kept walking around going, I wonder how they got Wanda Sykes. And I'm like, oh, of course, you're only interested in Wanda Sykes. Can you be any more of a stereotype, Zach? (laughs) Oh, my God. So it's apparently following the looter shooter model, but it's going to be set in this really bizarre fantasy world. Mm -hmm. I'm not a Borderlands fan, but I'm in. Yeah, I'm about to say, I believe that it's referenced off of uh, Tiny Tina's D&D spinoff DLC from Borderlands 2. Yeah, it, they, they were taking some inspiration from that. Yeah, because, I mean, she starts a trailer and she yells, roll for initiative. So, I mean, it's at least somewhat inspired by that same idea. That's a, that's a D&D thing. 
Yes, it is. Uh, whenever you start combat, you roll for initiative, so you know when you can do your uh, your actions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Hiya. That's a monk attacking you. Oh, by the way, I forgot to put this on the wall of shame, but it deserves the ultimate spot. Screw you, Coke Media. If I, that was the that was the saddest two hours of my entire gaming life. Sitting there waiting for you to show me a glimpse at payday three for two hours. Dear God, that was god awful. Anyway, did they didn't back, show anything? Did they? No, they did. They showed, they showed, oh, they showed, they showed a trailer and then a 20 minute interview with the developer of every game that they showed. No, they showed. Okay. God, that was God awful. Back to Summer Game Fest. Next, another new game announcement. The SNK series Metal Slug is returning. Grid-based strategy, Metal Slug Tactics. This is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's really rad. It's it, it's a little niche. It's not going to be for everybody, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you're going to get that. I'm going to get it. I'll pick it up to get, give it a look. I never played the original one, but I'm down to try. You know, I love I love my tactical RPG, so I'm definitely down to try it. So, next, Hideo Kojima comes on air and assures everybody that he is alive. Yeah, good for him. We all we um, all were wondering. I feel no. I'm still not convinced. I feel like. You think they recorded it like a couple of years ago? To me, ago, it feels like that episode like of Brooklyn Nine Nine, <laughs> where they it's just like pre-recorded like. The um, the Nutriboom or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, I assure you, I am alive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so sure. Um, Death Stranding Director's Cut is happening. Um, I love in- the, 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 like, the highlight trailer. I, I watched all it showed was uh, the main character, um, Norman Reedus, pull off a box off a countertop, throw out all the oranges, and sit in the box like a cat. I was very yeah. confused. Well, and... <laughs> Well, no, I was because like, that's a Metal, like a Gear, Metal Solid Gear Solid thing. Yeah. yeah. That's a, I was like, is that, is that what this is a reference is? Okay. Yeah. And like, I assumed it was, but he sat inside of it as opposed to having it over him. So that's why I was like, kind of like, what? Well, he wanted to see if he fit. <laughs> he did fit. And he sit. He did fit. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sitting next to Nia and I'm just like, Nia, I'm sorry for what you're watching right now. I do have to explain to you, though, that like this is hilarious to a lot of people. <laughs> it is for, it was, for reasons I can't go into. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm anyway, pretty sure this is the um, reference, but I don't know if he would have done yeah. it just because of his fallouts with Konami. But yeah. Anyway, Redis with a fetus makes its way to PlayStation Five. Yep, director's cut. Whatever they're adding with that. So then Jeff Keeley's like, "Hey." <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, Jeff decides, what's up? Yeah, but say Jeff passes it over to another Jeff. One that you and, may know as the zaddy of the film industry. And I was like, all right, all right, all right. And then it was Je- Jurassic World Evolution 2, and I was like, all right. All right. Cool, Evolution more Jurassic was World the, Sims. Yeah, I'm about to say Jurassic World Evolution was the um, the park manager one, right? Mm. I like that one. I thought it was good. Interesting they're making a sequel, though. wonder why. Neat. So up next, we got a singing break from Japanese Breakfast. 
um, Japanese breakfast uh, is she she provided don't talk about her like that uh, she performed a song that she provided for the upcoming game Sable which looks super interesting and super cute it's the one where you skate on dragons um, if you guys remember that from a year year and a half ago uh, with that being said um, being a musician and traveling every week on the road as I am, I must say, Japanese Breakfast, it's okay to take that song down a half step when you play it in public. Um, <laughs> nah, nah, she got to do it live. No, she can do it live. That's, I, no, she's I, I have no problem with her doing it live. live. Mm, no, nah. it's okay. Just modulate she's fry down her a half vocal. step. No, 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 no. Going down half a step is for wusses, obviously. <laughs> so Japanese Breakfast struggled with the high notes a little bit. Um, but, a little bit, but props to her. Um, Amazon Prime exists. There's some stuff happening there. Call of Duty Warzone season four was a very a, a very boring announcement, but a big get. So I don't fault him for that. Um, a fresh look at Free Guy starring Ryan Reynolds, um, who says. He comes up with, uh, I am not here to announce that I'm starring in Elden Ring, I think. <laughs> that was my, this is my favorite line of the entire show. Um, Free Guy is a movie that I will watch. <laughs> um, sure. He was also like, it's just nice to see the movie coming out. He said, we recorded that thing so long ago, I have no idea who's even in it with me. Wait, what? No, no, I'm going to cut that out. Yeah, I'm I'm cutting it out. And then they cut to the trailer. God bless <laughs> you, Ryan Reynolds. Um Salt and Sacrifice. Um follow-up to Salt and Sanctuary. Cool. Yeah. Um Chivalry 2 exists. Yeah. Uh, and I hear it's darn good. All right. I'm down. I always like good games. Um so Escape from Tarkov Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it's a content update, correct? Yeah. Two Point Campus is is coming out from Two Point Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the makers first of many times mm-hmm. we saw Two Point Campus this weekend. Oh my god! I I, I, I didn't realize I until watching... I was watching like recaps that it was yeah it was everywhere because I. In full disclosure, I was really busy the weekend of E3, so I had to watch a lot of recaps and watch them again afterwards. Uh, but at every recap I watched, Two Point Campus was there because I only saw the Nintendo One live. And so mm. I was like, okay, cool, Two Point Campus, that's neat, whatever. Sequel to Two Point Hospital, cool. But apparently it's like everywhere, <laughs> all weekend. Oh my God. <laughs> Whoever is on the marketing team on that deserves Jeff Bezos money. <laughs> like. They they're doing God's work. Mm-hmm. Um, up next, we see some Stranger Things stuff, mm-hmm. and as it turns out, um, Smite yep. is doing a content collaboration. Nia was very excited until she found out it was Smite. Yeah, same. Um, fun fact: While we're on the subject of Stranger Things, uh, Wizards of the Coast recently announced that they're going to do that. Magic the Gathering is doing a collaboration with Stranger Things. Mm, they're printing nice. Stranger Things themed magic cards, which people are not happy about. But it's the internet. What can you do? Yep. 
I'm also not happy about it in some reasons, but we do not have the time to get into that today. <laughs> Sounds really cool to me. Anyway, next we got introduced to 12 new games from a brand new studio. The title's coming from Prime Matter. Um, this was a sizzle reel Mm-hmm. That was a minute and a half long version of the two hours from Coke Media the next day. Really? Yeah. So what the, What Coke Media the next day was, was because Prime Matter is a Coke Media. So yeah. the next day they just talked about Prime Matter and did deep dives on every single one of these games except payday three because payday three was their one more thing so we only got some cinematics and stuff so some yes we um, know why you're actually here here you go exactly next uh four player co-op shooter from xbox game studios called the anacrusis uh mm-hmm. looks pretty cool yeah um, Rocket League editions from Fast and Furious. Let's do it. Uh, multiplayer game called Blood Hunt. Mm-hmm. Some vampire-y stuff. Yep. Um, vampire, vampire the Masquerade was a really popular game. Like one of the very, like, from what I understand, it was a really popular PC game. Um, and so it's getting an online multiplayer game. And I believe that they're making a second vampire game. Um, I, th- I believe that's the thing that's happening, unless I'm getting it confused with this one. But until dawn, the the, the those folks have fo- are following up until dawn, and it's starring like early two thousands American and Iraqi soldiers stuck together hiding from monsters. The game is called House of Ashes. And later this weekend, they dedicated an entire presentation to this game. What was mostly stuff that they showed here. Um, World premiere for Tales of Arise, which we all knew was coming. Woo! Tales games! Yeah! It's Tales. It's more Tales. Um, Woo! It'll be cool. We That's go all I got through say a, a few little more reveals for smaller games. Then Overwatch Two was previewed. Uh, there's a there's a Dungeons and Dragons game, Dark Alliance. Heard it's like fine. Um, Not good to fine. Twenty forty two also exists, mm-hmm. which. I guess now's as good a time as any to talk about that. Um, really disheartened by that. Really? No campaign. I'm out. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't I know that. I was going to buy that game. All I saw was the gameplay, and it was like, this is pre-alpha footage. I'm like, no, it's not. Stop and not it. only that, like, I heard that there was no campaign, and I was like, uh, okay, I'm out. Yeah, And then the next day we had somebody come in to work who was going to pre-order the game yeah. at that moment. 
Mm-hmm. And I mentioned, yeah, I was going to get it, but I'm not going to because it doesn't have a campaign. And he decided not to get it. Yeah. I just can't believe that studios are still making this mistake. Right. Um, Because we had like 60 copies of Black Ops 4 at one point. Yeah. People bought them, found out it didn't have a campaign, sold it to us to get some of their money back. Right. Monster Hunter Stories 2. Game releases on July 9th. Next, Weezer. And Weezer played a song from a game called Wave Break. Wave Break is a hamster doing skateboarding on a motorboat. I bought the game. (laughs) (laughs) I I bought it during their performance. (laughs) It came out the next day. (laughs) Is have you played it at all yet? I have. Is it any good? Yeah, it's pretty nice. fun. It's, a, <laughs> I it's just like love this. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, but you've got a motorboat, and the motorboat drives even when you're on land for some reason. Hey, man, don't think about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, this looks neat. Yeah, it's, it's cute. I don't, know, I don't know if I'd spend the amount of money on it uh, that they're asking, but it looks cute. I did. Uh, it was fun. Uh, Endless Gungeon. Woo! Endless Dungeon. Yay! I thought this was already a game. <laughs> um, Giancarlo Esposito had an interview about Far Cry 6. Giancarlo Esposito is a treasure and we must protect him at all costs. Mm-hmm. Um, dear God, that was awesome. When Jeff Keighley was like, what is it like to play the villain? And Giancarlo Esposito says, he's not a villain. And Jeff Keighley's like, what? Excuse me? Like, John, like Jeff Keighley thought he was getting canceled live on air. Yeah. And he and Esposito goes, no, 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 no. He loves his country. He'll do anything to protect his country. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, he's selling it. I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Uh, a new costume for Fall Guys from the Near series is live now. I think um, it's actually gone. I think you can't buy it anymore. Because of how Fall Guys rotates their stuff. Wow. Um, Cool. Kawaii, even. Deviation Games arrived to talk about their new studio. Um, It exists. Next. Woo! A performance from the Sonic Symphony Orchestra. Next. Woo! Um, Back for Blood. Next. A sneak peek at Tunic. Game looks cute. Hack and Slash title Tribes of Midgard got a nice trailer that I'm interested in. Yeah, that game looked neat. Uh, I I love I love me some Norse. Mm-hmm. Evil Dead the game looks pretty cool. Yeah, not for me. Pretty cool. Yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at on it. As his voice breaks, le- legit. I think Jeff Keighley was about to cry. <laughs> as he introduced Elden Ring. Yep. Here's my thing about Elden Ring. I'm struggling to understand what's new or different about it. So there's a horse. That's a big change. 
Um, yep. It all, I mean, and there's like little minute details that me not playing Dark Souls style games will, wouldn't notice. Uh, the big thing is that it looks like you your sword is just one hand and your other hand is empty, and then you can hold your sword with two hands. Like, so there's not a shield well, and you walk with your sword kind of thing. Even from a gameplay perspective, though. Like, a gameplay perspective, I get it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be different. Let's yeah. talk about the story. The story is written by George R.R. R. Martin. Okay, cool. Yep. George R.R. Yeah. Martin rewrote Lord of the Rings, it, it appears. Yeah. That's, that's what I got from this. Yeah. Now, granted, this isn't my style of game. It was never going to be. Not a big fantasy guy. Certainly not a Souls guy. But I, I kind of don't... I just don't get it. At least with the Souls games before I've gotten it. I don't get this. Mm-hmm. It's just like... It's, it's Dark Souls, but in a different flavor of fantasy. I... I, 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 and me being not a Dark Souls fan, I can't be like, oh my God, it's so different in these ways and this is why it's important and blah, blah, blah. And people aren't going to know for like months after the game comes out because that's how the Souls games try to tell their stories. It's through item descriptions and not actually playing the game. It's reading lore books and stuff. It's frustrating. Overall, Summer Game Fest kickoff. Where are you at on it? You know, I don't... Overall, I don't think the the lineup of games that they had here with the new stuff, uh, the, like the new gameplay updates, new games, and showing games that we've already seen before, I thought it was a pretty good like bunch of things. I thought it was a good way to start off the weekend, really. I think it, if this were an hour long, I would have been floored. I think this was a perfect hour-long presentation that ended up being an hour 45. However, Ubisoft Forward existed. So, Rainbow Six Extraction, formerly called Rainbow Six Quarantine. Glad that they didn't keep that name. <laughs> I wonder why they did. I have no idea. There's no reason. Nope. Well, just, because they, they would have been accidentally implying that COVID would turn into monsters. What? No way. <laughs> But yeah, that got changed. Cool. This feels weird for Rainbow Six. Rainbow Six has never gone in, the, in this direction before. And unfortunately, I feel like... And, and a lot of these looked really cool. So I'm not going to belabor this point too much. But I feel like E3 was way, way overstocked on shooters where your enemy is a monster of some kind. And as a result, I feel like this just kind of became another one of them. And I still don't understand what the concept of the game is. After watching that 20 minutes that they spent on it. Shoot monster. Yay. Now, up next... The biggest announcement of the entire weekend for Casey. Rocksmith Plus is announced. Oh, yeah. Rockstar, Rocksmith Plus is now going to be a subscription service. You're going to plug in a okay. USB adapter probably to your uh, 
your PC, although it is going to be released for different platforms, and you're going to learn popular songs by following the notes along with your real guitar. This is a video game. Of course, we remember when it came out in 2012, but this is a game that legitimately teaches you how to play guitar. It's the next evolution of Guitar Hero. Mm -hmm. Raven, I don't know if you know this about me. And that's, by the way, that is not sarcasm this time. I, I actually may be divulging new information to you this time. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm a drummer, but my great-grandma inspired me a long, long time ago to want to learn to play bass. Mm-hmm. Because she, I, you know, when I was on the road playing gospel music, I traveled with my great grandma okay she came back on the road at 85 Mm -hmm. to play and it was so cool because you know i'd take her to the arm and take her by the arm help her up onto the stage and she'd sit down in her little chair and then we would put her bass on her which by the way the bass weighed like a good 40 pounds right because it was it was a like a 1987 Fender, like it was made of solid wood. Oh yeah, solid wood. And she would just sit there and make it talk the entire time. And I've always wanted to learn how to play bass. And honestly, I think this is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I this remember playing whenever I had I had Rocksmith on my PS3, and I really enjoyed playing it because it like has a really good range and like teaches you really well. You know, I've always, it's always like, you can teach me theory, but I'll learn faster if I have a song to go with the theory. Um, Yeah. So I think, and like, as we've been talking, I've been like, oh, I wonder how much it's going to be for their monthly subscription service. Because I do think a a monthly subscription service itself makes sense. I believe it's monthly, three month or a year. And I remember the year one being a hundred. See, that's not awful. That's about that's much cheaper than what you pay for actual lessons. I'm yeah, hundred percent. I'm signing up for piano lessons starting at the beginning of July, and mm-hmm. I think that's going to run me for four thirty minute lessons a month. I think it's going to run me like sixty or seventy bucks. Yeah, exactly. And you know, the funny thing is, Rocksmith is the kind of thing. If you know the music community, you know this. It's the kind of thing that the music community would hate. Mm-hmm. And I asked. Um, our lead guitar player, Tim Dooley, about it because we had... I mean, keep in mind, I, I spent 10 hours in the car with him up to Wisconsin this last weekend mm-hmm. and back. Yeah. So 20 hours total. And right. spent the entire weekend with him and we're doing 14 hours down to Florida this weekend and 14 hours back up. Um, Which... Speaking of bass, by the way, I'm just going to say this, mm-hmm. and this is going to be without any context, but with the, I, I, I do want to tell you, we opened up for a band at a country festival this weekend. Mm-hmm. We opened up for a band this last weekend at a country festival. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now I will present the following statement without context. If you're the headliner of a show. And you never introduce yourself to the openers. That's the number one way to get somebody to not like you. Mm-hmm. The number two way to get somebody to not like you is in the middle of a song, as you're jamming out on your bass guitar, you take the bass guitar off, 
the bass guitar sound keeps going. You set the bass down, take the mic and start singing. Do three songs without the bass guitar, then grab the bass guitar and put it back on and start playing again. How much could you, hypothetically, insult the intelligence of the people who paid, hypothetically, $65 per ticket, potentially, to see you headline, potentially, a festival that might have been in Marionette, Wisconsin, and then you fake playing the bass? Allegedly. Potentially. But either way, I'm going to, I asked him about this on the way back and he was like, oh yeah, I've heard nothing but great things about Rocksmith Plus. And now keep in mind, Tim is like in his early seventies, right? Mm-hmm. And he's exactly the kind, like he prefers using old tube amps as opposed to mm-hmm. compression because he can legitimately hear the difference if it's done in post rather than, you know. Right. And like... He's like, oh, yeah, I've heard that's awesome. You totally need to do that. Yeah. So I'm going to do that, 100%. Hell yeah. It'll be rad. No, I uh, I don't know. I think I've talked about this on the show. I talked to the guy who was one of the original developers on Rocksmith before. Before they got bought out by Ubisoft. Really? Mm-hmm. I, uh, whenever I was... I've talked about it. I went to uh, Game Sound Con a couple of years ago and was working it. And so I got into a conversation with him. I went and saw, I went and saw one of his talks because he was working on... He was one of the lead sound designers on the South Park game, uh, the fractured butthole. Mm. Um, and so I was talking to him afterwards. We got dinner and stuff. We just had a conversation. He was really, really nice guy. But he was just like, yeah, he's like me and my buddy were making the game. And then Ubisoft approached us and offered us a big sum of cash. And we said, uh, yeah. And they let them continue to be leads on it for Ubisoft. Heck like yeah. For, for their team. Like they basically hired them, gave them a big bun- bunch of money for the IP. And then kept them employed. And said, just keep going, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, he was employed. That was back in 2018. So that he yeah. was employed for four or five years after that. Uh, five or six years after that, right? Because of when the game would have been in development versus when it was released. So, yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, it was a pleasant game. So I've, I've, I'm definitely going to see if I can't give this one a shot and uh, actually learn to play the guitar. Teach yourself to play guitar and piano and just fry my brain with music this summer. Absolutely. Um, up next, the release date for Riders Republic was announced. It's coming out September 2nd, alongside a trailer showing off some of what players can do in the game. And Raven, I think I was right. I think there's a Fall Guys mode. Yeah, I think you're. I think you were right. Oh my god, I'm excited. Game looks cool. I, I just want to do the jetpack stuff, but I'm not going to pay sixty dollars for the jetpack stuff. So it's unfortunate, but the jetpack stuff looks fun. I'm paying whatever they need me to pay. Rainbow Six Siege is getting cross-play and cross-progression soon. Cool. Um, Great. I'm tired of hearing about Rainbow Six Siege. I know it's still a very big game. Mm-hmm. I just I don't feel like all of this news that they threw at us is necessarily E3-worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of not necessarily E3-worthy, Just Dance 2022. Just Dance is back because it was ever gone. Um, November 4th, 40 new songs, including an exclusive version of Nails, Hair, Hips, Heels by Todrick Hall. Okay, um, I'm, I'm at that age now where I can be like, I trust that's a big deal to the youngsters. Mm-hmm. The youngins will really like that one. Uh, 
I don't know. I didn't know who Todrick Hall was going into this trailer, and mm-hmm. I was not convinced to figure out who Todrick Hall is after the trailer. Nope. Um, so, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, The Siege of Paris. Let's go. Looks cool. Yeah, Nia was very excited, obviously. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I... The Werewolves Within movie is happening. Mm-hmm. Far Cry 6 is getting DLC that involves the past villains of the series, and the season pass will also include Blood Dragon from Far Cry 3. Looked rad. That DLC looked great. I, I like, saw it happening. I was like, oh, okay. I'm I'm into this. I'm glad they're trying to, like... I don't know what we're gonna do with these villains, but I want to do it. Right. And, like, they were kind of just like, oh, yeah, you're playing... In the in like Far Cry Five, right? It's like the season passes. Like, oh, you're still playing as a character, even though the main story has like a succinct ending. Yeah. Um. But and so it's like this one. They're like, you know what? We're gonna make our story, but then also you can play as the old villains and do some weird stuff. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. I'm down. They threw in the insanity line again because that's all anybody remembers from uh, Vargas. I think is his name. No idea. Um, uh, I w- it is Vargas. Nice, nice. No, it isn't. Haha. Nice, not nice. Um, so Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope underwhelmed me. I mean, it looks it cool. Lo- I mean, it looks, fu- but like, okay, I don't know. Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle was something that like nobody expected to be all that good. Mm-hmm. Like it 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 was a shocker. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, cool. You're like, oh, we're doing it again. Okay, you're cool. You're doing it again. I need to see how you're iterating on it. Mm-hmm. Like I need to see a little more. This isn't. A, I mean, to coin a phrase, this isn't a mic drop game necessarily. Uh-huh. This isn't right. one of those games where it's like, oh my god, they're doing it. Like, we all knew you were doing it. Obviously, it yeah. was a breakout hit. We need to see a little bit more, I think, yeah. for this. And that kind of segues me into not a mic drop game. Um, Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora. Next. Okay. <laughs> like, Avatar, like, yes, there are three movies coming out in the next three years. Avatar was a game that came out, or a movie that came out in, like, 2012? 2011? When it was like, oh, my God, this stuff called Blu-ray. No, it was 2009. 2009? Correct. God. Came out forever ago, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're making more movies. Cool. Oh, yeah, hey, there's a game now, too. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it I'm, I'm interested to pick it up and play it. Like, it, it's it's kind of cool, but I just like, I don't know. You need to release the reveal for this game once the hype cycle for the movies is already yeah. at its fever. I think pitch. they're this wanting to release this decision. around the same time as they release the next movie, so that's why they have to they have to announce it now, right? But they can I also mean, just wait a year. maybe, but like. Nobody's been talking about those movies in any yeah. of the circles that I'm in. Everybody kind of laughs when they're brought up. <laughs> yeah. I know I do. I'm like, haha. Like, I, you heard me. Just chuckle under my breath as we were talking about it. Um, 
And but. I think uh, across the course of E3, there were entirely too many just cinematic reveals mm-hmm. that gave us nothing else about the game. And I'm sort of getting tired of it. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm glad Square Enix exists. Starting off the Square Enix conference, Guardians of the Galaxy, we knew that it was happening. It was all but... I mean, it was gaming's worst kept secret for nearly four years, but Eidos Montreal is working on Guardians of the Galaxy. And let's get the elephant out of the room first. It was not running very well in the demo. Mm -mm. But they've got... And this is kind of what I was explaining to Nia, and I'll, I'll, I'll leave it to you to expand, but, but I'll start us off here. People don't realize how much of a game comes together in the last two months. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the part where you keep going. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Sorry, I was yawning. Um, I <laughs> remembered all the times that I've had to crunch before. <laughs> and, uh, no, for real. Between the time that your game, two, you basically the two months leading to your game going gold, which is your game hitting a. Re- Sorry, Emily's walking in. I'm gonna wait until the door is done because I just hate how it sounds. So between the two months from when the game goes gold, and uh. Two months before the game goes gold is crunch time. That's whenever you start hearing about people working consistently like 80-hour weeks to get stuff done. Um, Just because that's how the game industry works. And then everybody's like, oh, let's go gold like two weeks before it goes out, right? Like, no. The discs are in production forever before that. So it's going. they go on forever. And it's just a lot of... A lot of the game is churned out at the very end. Like you said, the last couple of months. There's more work done in the last couple of months than there is in the first couple of years, usually. So now that I I do want to say, um, you you touched on crunch. I I, I want to go back just a hair here, and I do want to say, congrats to Insomniac. This is another reason I think they're the best developer in the industry right now. Many many Insomniac employees have come out and been like. Oh, yeah, we didn't crunch once. Nope. We didn't go over a 50-hour week once. That's great. Absolutely. So, aside from performance issues, because Mm -hmm. you can't really make much of performance issues at this stage. Right. There's one big spot of performance issues towards the end of the gameplay. Mm -hmm. Uh, But outside of that, like, the first little bit runs great. And there's so much going on there, too. Yeah. Um... This game looks so cool. <laughs> the game looks neat. It looks really, really neat. My favorite character is the llama. Space llama, I should say. Right, 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 of course. Naturally. I found it funny because I, like, in some of the Facebook groups I was in, they were like, I can't believe that they ruined the look of Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, they don't look right at all. And then, like, people were commenting and being like, you can just tell us you've never read a comic book. Yeah, they don't They don't look anything like the movie version, sure, but, like... They're completely comic accurate. Yeah. I dig, I dig the fact that Groot has armor. Makes him look better, I think. Mm-hmm. 
I think it really like fits like it ties in really well. I also like the fact that you're playing a Star Lord the entire time. Some people don't like that, but mm-hmm. when you start looking at those like systems and subsystems there, between your four companions, you've got mm-hmm. sixteen different attacks that you can use. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's super rad because part of where a lot of people fall felt that Avengers, who by the way, Idos Montreal helped on. But where people thought that Avengers failed was trying to do everybody and trying to make that work for everybody. And Eidos is like, no, we're making Star-Lord really, really well. And then you also control the team via commands. I think that's brilliant myself. Yeah, I think that's great. I think it's a cool idea. I can see why people are upset, but I think this is a better way to approach it. Because at the end of the day, you know, Star-Lord is the leader of the group, right? So it fits better that way thematically, I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. So, I'm excited to see I'm more gameplay so come in. out for this. Yeah. I'm so in. I'm gonna get it. I think Nia's going to get it on her Switch, even though the Switch is going to be a cloud version. Yeah, which I was, I'll I was have about to, to bring to up to her, but she she can only play it online, which I don't think will be an issue. But yeah, it'll still. I think it'll be fine. Up next, we have something that's really confusing to me. Okay. The Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster. Sure. Coming to Steam and Mobile. Yep. Here's my issue with this. Mm-hmm. Why are Why not why not consoles? Well, no, it's not even a why not consoles thing. It's okay, we're only bringing them to Steam and Mobile. Okay, cool. These games are like pretty much available on yeah. mobile already and certainly available Correct. on there Steam. Is, there's a collection of both. You can get each game individually on Steam and on mobile. Correct. So I struggle to believe that this is not a little bit of a waste of man hours. Now, mm. granted, people it's are going possible. to buy Final Fantasy, but like. When you're, we're bringing these classic games to the places that have them already. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Similarly. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. Similarly, Legend of Mana is getting a modern retouch. It's coming to PS4 and Switch. I think this is cool. the epitome of, okay, yeah, you go ahead and do that because that makes sense. Yeah. Great. Go for it. Bring it to places that don't have it. Um, yeah, go go off, bud. Go ahead yeah. and make you you make that remake. You go ahead and do it. I believe in you. Avengers: War for Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Um, looks cool. Yeah, I, I'm probably not gonna. No, nope. it's kind of passed I, me by at this point. I'm yeah, gonna. I'm, I still haven't played the game, but I'm gonna I probably won't. I'm gonna see. All of these expansions, I, I I would love to go back, like when they're done. Yeah, and play through the entire game again. Once there's like a bunch of free content and level boosting and and all of that good stuff that you find in late late in service looter shooters. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm gonna say the same thing that I'm probably going to say for the rest of all of these which is this is cool but it's probably not for me 
Like I'm, I'm yeah. not going to go back to it. Did you so. hear about the big uh, bug that got put out because of um, the Mar- um, recent Marvel Avenger update? Oh no! Uh, so on the Steam version, whenever you join an online lobby or do anything, it just shows your IP address. Oh! So streamers can't currently stream the game without fear of getting doxed. Babylon's so fall. Uh, Babylon's fall. High fantasy hack and slash dungeon crawler live service. I, okay. I left a list of notes as I was kind of watching through all of this everything, and I'm pretty sure I said like this looks neat. Um. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah, I, I I said exactly. I said neat to see platinum games working on Babylon Falls. Looks neat, and it does. Mm. I think it looks neat. Interesting to see. It looks like a, a cooperative multiplayer game. So this is what this is what Platinum's been working on instead of Bayonetta three. R.I.P. Bayonetta fans. Life is Strange Remastered Collection, September thirtieth, two thousand twenty-one. Life mm. is Strange True Colors comes out oddly twenty days before that mm-hmm. on September tenth. This yep. is the uh, you know I talked about Two Point Hospital and I was like whoever is doing their marketing deserves a raise. Whoever's doing marketing on Life is Strange needs to stop. Yeah. But, I mean like. Oh, great. I've heard days. about this for the 80th time. Now I'm mm. sold. Those are targeted ads, if I've ever heard of. Oh, wow. I've seen this item on Facebook eight times now. Let's, let's take a look and buy it. Exactly. But we ended with actually one of my predictions for um, the Summer Game Fest, but it was revealed here. Stranger Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. I'm down for this. <clears throat> I mean, it, it's hack and slash. It's Final Fantasy. It's Team Ninja. I mean, come on. Yeah, I'm I'm down. Like every time I look at it, I know it like isn't, but I just I keep thinking of um, Devil May Cry. Just yeah, in the way it's presented. But I I'm, I'm just game. in. It, it's it's handsome himbos with with big swords. What else could you want in a game? This guy has his lance. He's gonna be he's gonna be the dragoon guy. Rad. Oh, that's just your main character. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, this is rad. I, I'm super into this game. I'm very excited to play it. Demo's coming to PlayStation soon. So can't wait to watch that. Then we had by far the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Which everybody wanted to see Xbox and Bethesda game showcase. Yep. So let's talk about it because we said that Microsoft was going to do everything that they could to bring it. Mm-hmm. They did everything that they could to bring it. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll say. Even, and here, here's the thing, you got to understand, these are... <coughs> these are the presentations for outside of your regular audience. These are the presentations for the as-yet non-gamers. Mm-hmm. And Nia's sitting there next to me watching this just like, oh my god, they're revealing a lot of stuff. They got a lot of stuff. And what more can you ask for at the end of the day? Yeah. 
So let's let's keep all of that in our heads. Yep. We start with Starfield. We thought this was going to be a shoe in to be there one more thing. We mm-hmm. didn't know what we were talking about. Yeah, we're gonna see Starfield gameplay. Woo! No. We saw a two minute cinematic trailer that showed us get this stars. His Fallout in space. Yep. They did announce a release date, though. Uh, November 11th, 2022. So Mm -hmm. 11 years after Skyrim's original release. They really like that Also interesting, I don't know if this will have anything to do with it, but interesting that they're releasing it on Armistice Day. (laughs) Interesting. Who knows? Not me. April 2022, (laughs) day one Game Pass game, which almost all of these are. Yes. We've got to talk about at the end. Stalker 2. Yep. It seems like cool. a shooter where Oh, you're this game bothered me. The, the they have an automatic weapon that has zero recoil and it bothered me. Mm. I don't know if you saw that either, but they're shooting like a genuine like assault rifle and it's just staying in the exact same place and I know that makes it easier for gameplay, but I'm watching it stay still and I'm like, "Oh, this guy like I don't even play shooter games." So I'm like, "That doesn't look right." Yeah. Like something is wrong about this. So that that was my only complaint. <clears throat> it the monsters look cool, the environment's rad, looks neat. Up next, now this is a f- really fun one. Sea of Thieves is getting Pirates uh, of the Caribbean crossover yeah, content. Yeah, they are. On June twenty second. Now it's cool. It the interesting thing, and I, I, I was kind of telling this to Nia, like Sea of Thieves is not a story based game mm-hmm. really Mm-mm. nope so like this will be really interesting to see how they layer story in mm-hmm. but it might be the thing that gets me to pick up the game especially with my brand new series x sitting in there yeah it's on xbox game pass it is speaking of um, xbox game pass yakuza the entire series yep Plus now Like a Dragon. Correct. And other Bethesda titles, which is kind of like they weren't already there. Okay, they're there. Yeah. Coming to Xbox Game Pass. Dear God. Yeah. Man, I I know I said it before that I probably wasn't going to pick up an Xbox console, but Game Pass makes it really hard. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's not that, like, I have Xbox for PC. Xbox Game Pass for PC. Cool. Great. There are games I can't play on that. Yeah. On purpose. They designed it that way. I, I figured out the other day, the entire Fable trilogy up to now is on Xbox Game Pass. But only on the cloud version, so I can't play it on PC. I don't even know how to play it. I don't Which even know if I got a console if brilliant. I could play it. Hmm? Which sucks and is brilliant. Yeah, right. It makes me want to spend more money to do the other versions, which I hate, but I'll probably end up doing because I like the Fable games. Right. Also, shout outs to whoever's deciding to mow outside. I apologize if you guys can hear this. <laughs> I don't think you can, Casey. I'm talking. I, I think the I can hear it when you talk. But uh, shout outs to the noise gate doing its job. I'm just going to be quiet. Just never <laughs> talk again. You um, got the rest of the show from here. Contraband is apparently like a co-op smuggling game. It's being made by Avalanche Studios, which means I'm interested Um, and I mean, if you want to go straight to my heart, get me some Steely Dan in there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, 12 minutes. God, this game looks so cool. And it, this is another moment, right, where it's like, okay, okay, what is this? It's weird. It's top down. Yeah. And then you see James McAvoy, mm-hmm. Daisy Ridley, and Nia goes, oh, my God. And then you see Willem Dafoe, and she goes, oh, my God. Yeah. This is why they do stuff like this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fallout 76 has a big game update. Yep. They're adding the Brotherhood of Steel, I think. Or there's a big Brotherhood of Steel update, I should say, with Steel Rain. Um, Cool. I never played 76. Uh, I've heard it's gotten a lot better since its launch, but its launch mm. was really, really rocky. Um, it's on Game Pass. So, you know, maybe I will play it. <laughs> Battlefield 2042 exists. Um, this sure does. The Elder Scrolls Online console enhanced is coming out for Series X and PS5 June 15th. Great. It's console enhanced now. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Somerville looks interesting. Yeah, don't really know what it is. Mm-hmm. And there's an unfortunate amount of things in this weekend that look kind of neat, and I have no information. Yep. But here's the thing, and this is as good of a place as any because it's going to keep coming up. Mm-hmm. The difference, because I felt that so many times throughout this, like throughout the entire weekend, but the difference in Microsoft is that I'm like, ooh, that's cool, but I don't know what it is. I don't have to know what it is because it's going to come to Game Pass. Yeah. And I can just download it and give it a shot, which is something that no other service has. Yeah. No, Game Pass is one of the smartest things just on the market. It's so good. I don't even... I haven't opened the Xbox app in months on my computer. But I just, you know, I can go back and I can play Final Fantasy 15, Doom Eternal, yeah. Sky mm. 4. Like, there's a bunch of games in here I, I want to play and just have it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I just have them on Game Pass. It's so smart. And it's just the per- it is so good. You know, I hate subscription models, but a subscription model that gives me games is perfect. It's what I need, you know? Yeah. Especially with how little time I have to play games. I feel a lot better about spending the $10 a month I do on Xbox Game Pass than I would about buying $60 games that I'm never going to touch. Right. Up next, we have what I would say is an unabashed gang beast like. Yeah, no, I <laughs> I saw this game and I was like, oh, gang beast is getting like a new game. That's cool. Nope, it different was, people, it, it, different everything. It, it it was not. It was not gang beast. I like the fact that they sang though. Yeah, Nia was unhappy no. that. Um, they didn't have a penguin, but I understand that that needs to happen in the winter update. <laughs> they got to sell it to you again somehow later. Psychonauts 2 is coming August 25th. Okay, cool. I'm glad they kept this short. We mm-hmm. know what Psychonauts 2 is. Just like, if you were just like, Psychonauts 2, date, we would be fine. Yeah. Like, I, I know what you're doing. Um... Halo Infinite is confirmed to have free-to-play multiplayer on Series X at 120 FPS, which Beautiful. launches with the campaign, quote-unquote, this yep. holiday. Hey, 
All right. All right. And may Better I just say, never. I'm so glad that they took this time because mm-hmm. this game looks no pun intended, infinitely better than yeah, what it nope. did. It looks great. Can't, can't. I, as we're going through it and I'm seeing more and more games that are on Game Pass, I'm like, okay, I'm going to end up playing Halo Infinite because you know what? It's going to be on Game Pass and I'm just exactly. probably just going to play it and just see what it's like. Speaking of playing things and them being on Game Pass, Hades comes to PlayStation, yeah! Xbox, and Game Pass this August. Please play it if you haven't please that's all i have. I think that's that, gonna that's be the my... moment for me i'm picking it up please i and it's one of those things like if it's not your game you'll know within about a couple of hours but if you just like that kind of repet like because i know you like doing the same stuff just kind of like sit down but this is like you know you can go in you can play a run for 20 minutes and be like i'm done for the day i just want to do my one my one run and yeah. you're fine it's just it's one of those perfect pick up and sit down games yeah which i don't know so. i didn't want to play a roguelike mm-hmm. in 2020 um yeah. because 2020 was a roguelike yeah it really was <laughs> we started with all of our powers and then we got all of our weapons taken away and our abilities and we had to and we had to learn find them again. again from the ground <laughs> up <laughs> sure so ironic that game of the year for 2020 <laughs> was Hades and a lot of uh yeah. and a lot of um publications uh, because a roguelike won in the roguelike year. Uh, but no, for sure, I'm going to give this a shot. It's my time. Um, yes. Plague Tale, Requiem. Oh, cool. the rats. Rats. Oh, rats. my God. We are the rats. So many rats. rats. I've been waiting to see what this technology could do, and it's rats, and it does it very well. <laughs> it slaps the top of an Xbox Series X. Do you know how many bad rats this bad boy can render? <laughs> Anyway, that's 2022. Uh, Diablo <laughs> 2 is coming back in uh, what appears to be a sort of remake. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what it is. But Either way, it though, cool. it's September 23rd. Mm-hmm. Um, winter never ends in Foam Punches Shredders. Now, this is one that I think is a perfect example, right? Mm-hmm. Because like, you were like, okay, cool. Wave Break looks kind of neat. I don't think I want to spend $30 on it. Yeah. This is one where I was like, I saw Shredders and I'm like, oh my God, it's SSX tricky, right? Like, oh my God, like this is, this is, I spent so much time in these games as a child. I'm like, hmm, I might have to pick this one up. Wait a second. Mm -hmm. You don't have to pick it up. I already own it. Yeah. Um, then we have Sad Cat Studios showing off their new game, Replaced. And this... This looks like a ravey game, kind of ethereal side scroller, mm-hmm. figuring oh, out where yeah. you need to go and what's going on. It's like a limbo or an inside. I've never talked about how much I love pixel art with like real light effects in it, but I just love that aesthetic so much. I'm like rewatching through the tra- as we've been talking, I've been watching through the trailers again. Um, just to kind of like remember exactly like on most of them, like on some of them, I'm like, Oh, I want to remember it is, but this like, uh, re- like replaced art style with the, with like the cool pixel art, but with real world, like fog and lighting just feels so natural, like snowflakes and stuff that it's like not the pixel art. It's just really, really good. Sorry. Speaking kind of, of there, being exactly like real life slime rancher too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I thought Slime Rancher 1 was a lot of fun. I thought that game was actually really, really good. Oh, yeah. Cult classic. Uh, 
so I'm a, I'm excited to see. I had Emily play it, and Emily really liked it. So I'm excited to do X, to get to play two, and then who knows? By that point, I might have an Xbox because I I'm getting there. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> As we get um, farther and farther through this presentation, the non Xbox player begins to think about Xbox, and that's like yeah, that that's how you sell your system. But we'll, we'll wrap this up here in a couple of minutes, but uh, it's looking pretty good for us, Microsoft. But yeah, Slime Rancher 1 was a lot of fun. Slime Rancher 2, I'm excited. I'm hoping that it doesn't enter early access, but I don't think it will. Slime Rancher 1 was in early access when I first got it, and then I played it since it was out of it, and I'm excited to see what they do in 2. There are cat ones, like all the different new slimes are cute. That's all I got to say. Um, a shooter called Atomic Heart. It's kind of a retro-looking deal, and I think I'm going to give this one a shot as well. Mm-hmm. Guy, guys doing some some cool telekinesis stuff. I yep. like that. I, I remember watching this trailer originally, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is that! This is the sequel to the one game I've always wanted." Like after I saw him like lift up his hand, the um, I've talked about it before. I can't remember its name right now. Singularity with the telekinesis stuff, but it's just not not Bioshock, you know, the popular one, uh, telekinesis. But yeah, no, this game looks sweet. This is definitely a game that you know I can try because of Game Pass. Grounded update expansion shroom and doom get that spider away from me the ascent <laughs> arrives on game pass next month um Sweet. no spiders to speak of so i'm cool Thank with goodness. it yeah. among us is adding 15 player lobbies soon doing a lot of updates happy mm-hmm. about that yeah great to see among us doing some stuff I'm pretty sure Among Us is on every platform at this point now. With, with I think Xbox was the last, or no, PlayStation was the last one on. out, and that was announced a couple weeks ago. So, Age of Empires 4 is out on October 28th. Cool. Outer Worlds 2, with my favorite trailer of the entire weekend. A trailer that makes fun of trailers. <laughs> is it? Oh my god. It's hilarious, dude. Literally, it's like we're zooming in to make our hero look awesome. We need to show that our world is big and important. Now, feet running for no reason. Like, it's hilarious. I still haven't played the first one, but it is something I need to do. Coming to Xbox Series X and S on July 27th, Followed up by a Top Gun crossover is Microsoft Flight Simulator. Oh my god, I can't wait. Game's so pretty. And speaking of so pretty, can we talk about Forza Horizon 5? Oh yeah. Photogrammetry. I'm sold on this photogrammetry. This photogrammetry, photogrammetry stuff might have some stuff going on about it. It might have some stuff going on about it. The number of times combined that Nia and I, over the course of this presentation, said, Oh my god. Oh yeah. This does... And, you know, you really only truly understand if you're, like, watching the 4K replay of it. Like, how is this possible... How is this even available to do it for humans? Who knows? And it's photogrammetry. Yeah. It, well, and they, and they talk about. No, oh, go and, ahead. And for for those that don't know, is photogrammetry is they went to Mexico, 
mm-hmm. and they like they were like we should put this cactus in the game and in order to make the ca- cactus they took a thousand high definition pictures of this cactus yep and then they put it in the game using that yep and it looks like a real life cactus there there were moments where they were like yeah we took this shot of uh, Mexico. They're like, we took a 24 hour time lapse to get like the actual natural light and natural darkness in our shot to see what was going on. Oh, just kidding. This is a shot from the game. Yeah. Because of photogrammetry. They started talking about the time lapse and I thought they were showing the time lapse, but they weren't showing the time lapse. It was just the game. I I am so happy that water is such a good looking thing in video games. Oh now. my god! All I can ever think of is like Skyrim from 2011 with it's such <laughs> bad water. But water is so pretty in the modern games. Like if you haven't watched the this is the first one and probably the only one I'm going to say to recommend to watch. Just watch the Forza trailer. It is watch, beautiful. Watch the seven minutes of gameplay. Watch yeah. the seven minute gameplay demo because yeah. this is a demo. Hmm. This is actual gameplay. Like, they're doing this in-engine. Like, it's not pre-cut. It's not cinematic. This is what the game is going to look like. And by the way, this isn't even the final version. Nope. Like, I'm watching it again, and I legitimately just can't believe this exists. Mm Mm-hmm. It looks good. And, you know, driving games are always the best way to showcase your console. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's just something you can do. And this one is just like, oh, yeah, you can drop in and out just constantly uh, in and out of online and just join random games or you can just turn it off and just drive around like a person. And also we're having custom game modes. That's a cool thing. Yeah, like, they're doing play Rocket like League the, in this. Uh, yeah, they're doing the um, they're putting GTA mods in their game. That's what yeah. that's what's happening. It looks great. And it's coming out this year. Yep. And, you know, like. Because my buddy just picked up a, uh, my buddy Dawson just picked up a Series X and he came into work today and he was like, I started playing Forza Horizon 4 just to kind of mess with it and like, I can't put it down. And I'm like, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Um, it's- successor to Suikoden. Ayuden Chronicle is coming in 2023. Um, I think Scott the Waz put this in the best way possible when he said, Microsoft always needs to have one game in every um, showcase they do that makes you say, but you're Microsoft. Mm-hmm. And this is that game. Yeah, no, this game is very anime and I'm going to play it, probably. And then our one more thing... Now, I know this probably doesn't interest you, Raven, but oh my god, I'm going to play Redfall. That looks so cool. I honestly, I saw this trailer and I was like, you know what? This game looks rad. I genuinely thought this game looked really, really sweet. Oh my god, do you want to play Redfall with me? Oh Oh my god, we're going to do this game co-op. I'd love to play Redfall with you, Casey. Oh, I can't wait. Summer 2022, it's going down. Yeah. It'll be it'll be a blast. Maybe by then I'll have an Xbox Series X. Okay, so rounding right. out the weekend, we're almost there. Home stretch. Home stretch, Casey. We're at the home stretch. Nintendo Direct. Nintendo dot did did a a lot of really interesting weird stuff. 
Nintendo doing interesting, weird stuff. What? So... Say it ain't so. Let... Let, let's let's talk here. Yeah, let's do it. So we're starting up with a new Smash character. Yeah, new Smash character, Kazuya Mishima from Tekken. Yep, correct. Um, Notably, is... not the protagonist from the later games. Yeah. Um. This. To, to me, Raven, and I, I don't know how you read it being a Smash guy, but mm-hmm. this is, like, one of the most middling announcements I feel like they could have made. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Where it's like, okay, cool, it's making sure that Tekken is represented. Here's a Tekken guy. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I saw I saw them announce it, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I was just like, this is a genuinely cool-looking character. Because they're just taking him from Tekken and going like, yeah, you can go with Smash Brothers like that. Ten-hit combo? Yeah, go for it. Which is stupid, by the way. That That is so dumb. That <laughs> I cannot wait to play this character. Because I already know everybody's going to be mad about it. But this character looks sweet. Um, yeah, that's all I got to say. I think this character... Uh, I, I think the overall announcement was kind of like, meh. But I did think that the actual announcement trailer was cool. Uh, I think the biggest thing for me, though, is that, like, all of the other Smash trailers have, like, a big suspense buildup to who it is. But because they had to show so much stuff in Kazuya's trailer, they di- they didn't get to do, like, a big suspenseful lead-up uh, to it. They, they gave him, like, 15 seconds, whereas, like, Simon Belmont was, like, two minutes until they actually revealed who it was. And, like, Hero was, like, a full minute. Right? Really, though, I'm glad about that. Yeah. Because yeah. this was not the kind of character where it's going to be like, oh my god! Yeah, like, this is this show him Sephiroth. being funny, dropping people off a dropping yeah. Kirby and he flies. Right. Yeah, it, it was great. I think this is a really cool. I think it's cool. I think it's a cool character. I was kind of meddled by it, but I'm excited to play him. You know, I'm just excited. Kind of, I don't play Smash as much as I used to, but I'm excited to just kind of mess around with it. So, Life is Strange Remastered Collection and Life is Strange True Colors are coming to Switch. Oh by God, now I'm sold. Yeah, for sure. They're coming to the Switch. Um, next, we get a screen that says, There's something for everyone on Nintendo Switch, followed by a good old-fashioned montage that shows Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Worms Rumble, Astria Ascending, and Two Points Campus. Um, something for everybody in these four games. That we've already seen. <laughs> We, we've seen all of these games this weekend, except for Worms Rumble, which has already been out. So, but anyway... I'm pretty sure uh, we've seen Hysteria Horizon. Super Monkey Ball Remastered Collection Banana Mania is coming out on October 5th. Sweet. I'm in. Gimme. Yeah, Super Monkey Ball is great. I, I really like uh, our favorite primate or whatever is celebrating their anniversary. I was like, oh, snap, a Donkey Kong game this early. And then a Super Monkey Ball. I'm like, oh, snap, a Super Monkey Ball game. There was a lot of stuff in here that was like, mm-hmm. what? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm in. Sure, let's do it. Yeah, that was that was me for most of it. I was Particularly, like, okay, Mario Party Superstars is coming out October 29th. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yep. 
love this. They're bringing back five boards from the Nintendo mm-hmm. 64 games, which, yep. by the way, this is a game that is made for DLC. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Keep releasing oh, yeah. boards for the love of God. Give me some Nintendo, uh, some some Nintendo GameCube. Stuff. I'll buy I'll buy a board for ten dollars. A board I, and, like oh my ten God. mini games for ten Straight bucks. Straight up. Um, a hundred oh, mini so, games that all support yep. button controls with yep. online play. This is like out of the gate. The you best know, you remember, of Mario Party. Do you remember the other week whenever we were like, why did Nintendo randomly release the, uh, uh, network support for Mario Party? And I Party? said, they're about to announce another Mario Party. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> and here it is. And they were just like, oh, that's just a beta test. Good job, you guys. Go go team. But yeah, I'm excited for this game. This looks sweet. I'm. At first, I thought it was DLC for uh, Super Mario Party. But no, it's, it's Mario Party All-Stars. Um, hopefully, they've learned their lesson with some of the other Mario Parties. And this is just like a true-to-form original Mario Party uh, game. Regardless, I'm very, very excited about this game. And next, we I'm get a game very, very excited about that this game. any other year would have been the end of the show. But no. Yeah. We're just peppering it in the middle. Metroid friggin' 5. Metroid Not Dread. to be... Yeah. So, for people who don't know, Metroid Prime 4 is the game that everybody's kind of been waiting on for the Metroid Prime series. Um... That game is a the Prime series is a spin-off. So yeah. Metroid 1, 2, 3 and 4, so you had Metroid 1 and 2 on the NES and then Metroid Fusion and Metroid um Super Metroid. Super Metroid and then Metroid Fusion. Metroid Fusion being 4 and then Metroid Dread was a game that they originally announced like teased 19 years ago at the end of Metroid <laughs> yeah. Fusion. Uh, and, and they're like, "Yeah, we're releasing it." Picked up. It's been sent around to different development teams. Yep. It's been canceled more than once. Oh yeah. And now they're like it's real. And it's not only is it real, it looks freaking phenomenal. Dude, I remember seeing that robot and being like mm, Samus, you got to get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> this game looks so cool. Uh I cannot wait. It's a it's that kind of eerie stuff that you expect from a Metroid game, but like in a new way. Usually it's like grotesque monsters, but this time it's like a robot. It kind of gives me GLaDOS vibes, but I'm, I'm interested to see how this dynamic ends up going. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I'm excited for this game. And uh, I will say, mm-hmm. no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was about to say the biggest thing about this one is it's a 2d platformer as opposed to the 3d games that we're expecting from the prime series. Yeah. Uh, this new is 2D a Metroid. true return to form. It's yeah. freaking real after all this time. And if that wasn't exciting enough, just dance 2022. We get to learn about that guy again. What's his name? No, they didn't. They didn't mention whoever oh. that guy was. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, he's still a thing. Um, you got to have your just dance. Yeah. Cruisin' Blast is featured in a, in a little bit of a montage. Um, he looks I mean, I was kind of like, hold on, excuse me. Can we talk more about Cruisin' more? Because if you don't know Cruisin' USA and Cruisin' Exotica, they were the driving games at Walmart. And they were very popular on the Nintendo 64. They were one of the last holdouts where it's like, oh, bringing it from the arcade to the home machines is like a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I've got a lot of memories with those games. I own both of them for Nintendo 64. I play them just, you know, to clear my head. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm really interested in this cruising blast because I I've been aching for a new like arcadey racer. Yep. Because I've kind of done all that there is to do in Mario Kart Eight now. So. No. Yeah. It's. I I think this game looked really cool. I was just kind of like, oh hey, this is just right, perfect. Yeah, it's like, just sweet. That's the theme of this whole presentation. Um. Oh hey, uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Okay. Cool. Um, game looked sweet. Mario Golf I, Super Rush. I love the new sweet. stuff that they showed. It comes out later this week. I'm very excited. Um, Monster Hunter Stories 2 gets shown. Yep. And then, wait a second. WarioWare? <laughs> <laughs> they showed a new WarioWare game. Not only did they show a WarioWare game, it's multiplayer. My God. Okay. Let's cool. go. Not only is it multiplayer, you play as the characters instead of like a weird finger. It's like you play as Wario or you can play as any of the other characters. Just kind of doing it or whatever. Cool. Sign me up. This is a nice little game you could pick up and just play with somebody on the couch. Then Shin Megami Tensei 5. <laughs> Casey, it's been five years since this game was announced. I am not exaggerating. This game was announced when they originally showed the Switch. We've talked about this before, the last time they showed this, and we have a release date. It's coming out this year. <sighs> I'm excited. I love this. I'm so excited for this game. This game is just Persona minus the high school bonding part and just all of the demons and murder. Along with Rampa Decadence. All three titles ported to the Switch, and yep. also a board game mode. Yep. They just were like, yeah, Mario Party's been doing it. It was like a spin-off side quest game from like the second one or something, I think is what they said. And now it's just its own full-fledged game. Cool. Now, the uh, they then said, um, hope you're not afraid of ghosts, and I am. Fatal mm-hmm. Frame Made in a Black Water is coming later this year. and Spooky. Uh, I'm not going to touch it. This, uh, for those who don't know, Fatal Frame is the one char- the one assist trophy character from Smash who takes the pictures. Because that's what you do. You take pictures of ghosts to make them go away. So, up next, we've got a, a nice sizzle reel. Doom Eternal's Ancient Gods DLC, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, Strange Brigade, and Mario mm-hmm. Plus Rabbids Sparts of Hope, believe it or not, is coming to the Switch. What? Next, and, and this is another one that is just like from out there. Advance Wars Reboot Camp. Such a good name. That's such a good name. Advance War. Okay. Yeah, everybody who likes Advance Wars is like, oh yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I was telling Nia, like, this is a, a very big deal to a, a, a vertical slice of the Nintendo mm-hmm. audience, right? Like, this is, mm-hmm. hu- people are crying right now. But I'm crying because well, it isn't Golden crying. Sun. It's not Golden Sun. Next year. Next year. We're going to get it next year at this rate. It's coming. It was just, you know, Golden Sun's 20, 20th anniversary this year, but it's coming. It, it'll come someday. So <laughs> to, to the Switch. finally, we have the Zelda block, which we all kind of knew was coming. Yeah. First things first, Hyrule Warriors DLC. Cool. Now they're doing a Game & Watch 
Um, it's got yep. the first three games and an extra mini game. Um, I'm probably going to pick this up because I got the Super Mario Brothers game and watch, and I just kind of want to. Yeah, I don't blame you. As I've they thought about keep up coming the out of one. them. Yeah, I've thought about picking up the Mario one, and just never got around to it. But I think the Zelda one for th- since you get the first three games, I think it's a this is a really easy pickup. Yeah, if um, you're into it at all. So then it's like, okay, the sequel to Breath of the Wild still exists, um, and you can do it in the sky. It also seemed to show that they're going for the dark world that we kind of talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, gonna be honest with yeah. you, I was let down by this. Were you? Incredibly. Here's How the so? thing: they've already said, "Hey, we're doing another game in this world." Mm-hmm. And all that this really told me was that it was more Breath of the Wild with the lights turned off. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you're doing another game that the sequel of which is so similar, like it's not an Assassin's Creed to Assassin's Creed 2 thing, right? Like with Assassin's Creed 2, it was like, oh my God, everything is different. But with this game, it's like, oh, we're keeping a whole lot the same. Please clap. And don't get me wrong, people are clapping, Mm -hmm. but I don't think this was the right way to show this off right now. I I disagree. I think it showed per- the perfect amount of different stuff. So first of all, Link's a cyborg. I want to know why the fuck that is. Um, that's rad as hell. Uh, second of all, they showed new powers using the his cyborg arm. So one of them is that he can reverse time on specific objects. Um, and then the other one allows him to like go through the floor, basically. Which I'm excited to see how that works. Because if you're just like, yeah, I can just cheat up to the top of this thing in the sky. Like, great. I'm down. So, I, I think you're right. I think it is a little bit disappointing in some regards. But I think that this... I think it was a good trailer. And it's coming out next year. I, I mean, okay. Here's... With where we're at. With how many times you've asked us to wait a little bit longer. With how many times you've said, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna knock your socks off. To be like... Ooh, the sky. Mm. It's morbid. It's got the sky. I just don't think... Like, when they finally revealed Breath of the Wild, there was that... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is... What what am I seeing? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, God. This one, for quote-unquote the reveal... Like, either do the blowout or don't. Mm. But they painted themselves into a corner where they had to show something. And as a result, Mm -hmm. they showed both too much and not enough at the same time for me. There wasn't this, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. It's like, okay, so they're doing more of that game. And what are they adding? Oh, cool, the sky. And they're turning the lights off. To me, it just wasn't the ridiculous moment that it should have been or that it deserved to be. I don't know if it could ever live up to that, though. Right, but you could try harder to make that happen. Possibly. 
but I don't know. I, I am of the mindset that this was perfectly a perfectly okay way to end it, but I will agree that I don't think it was the best, and I think the Metroid Dread reveal was cooler. I was more excited for, sure. for Metroid Dread than I was and, for this. I mean, again... I'm, just, I'm still going to pick it up. Yeah, for right? sure. That's but not like, a question. My barometer is Nia, always. Mm-hmm. And after it was over, she was like, that's it? That's all they showed? And again, the E3 presentations are the ones for people who are not already gamers so if she was like that's it that's all they showed then that might be a little bit of a problem Mm-hmm. that's fair has she played breath of the wild yet or watched you play it no and i think that's that another is... thing i haven't been able to get into breath of the wild i want to give it another fair shot but yeah breath of the wild is one of those games that's really hard to get into i think it's like one of the well it's hard to get off the plateau because that takes like five hours. But once you get off of that and you have your glide sail and you have the freedom of the entire world, mm-hmm. it, I feel like it's a lot easier to just play. Also, you know, I got a switch day one and this is the only game I had for it. So I played it for a hundred hours because it was my only option. <laughs> right. But it was still worth it. I've been meaning to get back into it again. So when I think whenever we have a concrete release date for the first one, I might pick it up and play the second. So overall, I want to know what you think coming out of E3. It happened. There are a lot of cool... uh, My honest thoughts are, I'm excited for a lot of the Nintendo stuff coming out. I think that Dread looks great. I think that Shin Megami Tensei Five looks great. I'm excited for Breath of the Wild 2. I'm... And the other main thing is I'm very much being sold on an Xbox Series X. Just so I can play Xbox Game Pass games that I can't play on the computer. Because they know what they're doing. And they're not going to allow me to play some of the games that I want to play. Um, and they want me to buy an Xbox and I'm like fuck I guess you're right I guess I will you know I, I want to know who do you think the quote unquote winner was Nintendo I, I do think it's Nintendo I think between Dread Super Mario uh, Super Mario Mario Party All-Stars the new WarioWare game Shin Megami Tensei 5 getting a release date and Breath of the Wild 2's announcement like official year announcement I think that they I think they took this away they didn't have a lot of games, but I think all the games that they, their big, their big titles that they had to show off were really heavy hitters. They I think spoke they, to their audience really, really well. I, I, I think the question that you have to ask yourself is, which is the one that you want more at E3? Speaking to your audience really well or speaking to the people who aren't yet your audience and convincing them to become your audience? For I that it, I don't know. reason... I think Microsoft had the best showing. Mm-hmm. I think I, I do agree that I think Microsoft had a Microsoft had a great show. Like, don't get me wrong on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I suppose it does come down to I'm not getting tempted to buy a new hardware for the Switch. I am getting tempted to buy hardware for a console I hadn't considered buying before. Is that because of the exclusivity that I'm getting barred from, even though I'm paying for a subscription model and I'm not getting the other thing? Sure, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think that speaks volumes as to all of the different games that they're putting out this year and all the different ones I want to try. But I guess if you didn't own a Switch, would that be your moment to buy it? No, I don't think it would. See, I, I'm not going to go, wow, agree. I'm buying a Switch for the Super Mario. I'm not buying a Switch for Mario Party All-Stars. I'm not buying a Switch for Dread. 
I may buy one for Tensei Five, but even then, you know, if I didn't play the other ones, I wouldn't know that this one's good. I would just go, oh, that looks cool. Too bad it's not coming to the PlayStation, right? Well, that was E3 2021. Whew. Oh, Lordy. What did you think, Casey? Overall. I kind of had to apologize to Nia afterwards. Really? Well, because I was like, man, they're usually better than this. Like, this is usually more worth the time investment. (laughs) The seven or eight hours that you spend throughout the weekend watching stuff. Yeah, I was like, you know, like Nintendo... Yeah, you know Microsoft? Yeah. There's usually like four of those. Yeah. I I alluded to it at the beginning of the show, but I do feel like that this E3 overall just kind of felt meh because Sony wasn't here. Sony not being here and being like the third pillar, essentially, kind of made the presentation as a whole. It's like we're missing a part. That makes sense. And it just felt weird without them. Like it felt, it was fine, right? Like it worked out, but it just felt odd. It not needed rounding them. out. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think. Mm-hmm. You just show us more God of War stuff if you have it. Show us more Horizon stuff if you have it. Show us stuff that's coming out this year. It kind of has me worried about what PlayStation's holiday lineup is going to be like. You know, like even just Horizon Forbidden West, totally fine. I'm going to buy it, but. <sighs> What else could you possibly have? More stuff. Hopefully. Hopefully not. I need to save money. I'm getting married. (laughs) Well, we're going to have more stuff for you next week right here on the Making Fun Podcast. If you're still listening, then you know where to find us. Please tell us who you are. Good night. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for listening. And until next time, go out and brighten someone's day.